Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Firstly, I just want to check in to see how are you all doing? Over here, it's actually really smoky due to the several wildfires that are nearby and basically all over BC right now. And after my very, very busy few weeks that I've had, I had my friend from Australia visit and it's just been so crazy with my business recreation. I really have been feeling exhausted lately. And of course, the air quality is contributing to that exhaustion. So I've just been laying low the last few days and just really conserving my energy. And I've also been getting some really interesting downloads that have come through during my meditations about these wildfires that are happening in BC, as well as in Hawaii. So yeah, I'm going to expand on all of that in another episode. But funnily enough, in today's episode, what I'm going to share with you kind of lays the foundation or the basics that will kind of explore or um, expand on some of the deeper awarenesses about these wildfires and the kind of chaos that we're seeing in the world. So this episode is really going to help you in just really having at least that conceptual understanding or knowing about reality and how it is formed. And it's actually also an extension off of last week's episode about um, the fractals 101. So in the last episode, I introduced you all to the world of fractals. But today I want to dive deeper into fractals and how it is that they are actually a part of the greater whole in what we're seeing play out collectively and how it is that they create different timelines or parallel realities. And so yeah, in next week's episode, I'm going to tie this information in with how it is that we can all be a part of contributing in a positive way to some of these chaotic events that we're seeing, like the wildfires that we are witnessing at the time. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Now, fractals are holographic. They actually stem from the phi ratio, otherwise known as the golden ratio, which frequently appears in art and architecture and natural sciences. Now, I highly, highly recommend researching the golden ratio as well as the Fibonacci sequence and the phi ratio. They're super fascinating. Like you can go down a whole rabbit hole and uh, just really deepen your awareness or understanding by researching these. Maybe I'll link a few pieces in the uh, show notes for you. But in mathematical language, we know that fractals are a natural phenomenon and a mathematical set that exhibits a repeating pattern that displays at every scale. Now, visually, fractals are a never-ending pattern that can be zoomed in on infinitely. But as we all learned in last week's episode, fractals are also energetic. And in the last episode, I explained how it is that we can identify these energetic fractal patterns in our everyday lives. But to expand further on this notion, there is the idea that the universe is both fractal so where the same pattern of wholeness is found at every scale, and holographic, where the wholeness is present everywhere and within every entity. So let's dive deeper into this idea. Now, I've talked in a previous episode how our reality is holographic in nature. 
our consciousness is holographic in nature. And for more on that, then please go back to episode 80 in season two. I don't know, it's titled like Our Reality is a Hologram or something like that. If you kind of want a bit of a foundation or a background to holograms. But basically a hologram is a pattern that is whole and complete unto itself. But at the same time is a part of an even greater pattern. So just like fractals. This pattern can be physical, so matter, and it can be non-physical, so energy. And as we know that everything in our, you know, that makes up our physical reality is just energy at its core, we then know that energetic patterns are also holographic. The energy is a whole and complete unto itself and at the same time is also a part of a greater patterning of energy. Now, for more research, Greg Braden talks a lot about this, but even the cells in our body are holographic. They contain all of the information it needs to create another you. It is whole and complete unto itself and it creates and is a part of an even greater pattern that is our bodies. Now, this is also the same for our consciousness. Now, individually, we are a part of a unity consciousness or a collective consciousness. We are just individual expressions of this unity consciousness. And what's really cool about this is that any place in our lives that we make a change in, it actually influences and is a part of this unity consciousness too. It is mirrored throughout the rest of the unity consciousness hologram. You know, you can think of things like the butterfly effect. What changes we make in our individual lives affects many different people and events and situations, it affects the greater whole and really is the foundation of the term of be the change that you want to see in the world. So we have the ability to make small and big changes in our lives, which then directly affects those around us, including the world and unity consciousness. So when we do this, we are changing our own energetic fractal patterns or hologram which then changes the collective consciousness or unity consciousness fractal patterns or hologram. And it's these fractal patterns in which manifestations and physical things are created from. Now, what's really cool is that this also influences what we see and what we experience in our reality, in our world, and explains how and why it is that different people with different levels of consciousness, can see and experience reality and the world in a very different way to others. It explains how it is that we can experience very different timelines, so different parallel realities than others. Have you guys heard of the story from the Spanish journals of when the explorers were looking for new routes in the 1500s? Now, one of the routes took them around the coast of South America and when they landed on the shore of, I don't know, somewhere where they've never been before, they were met with some of the indigenous people that had never seen white people or even a ship before. Now, one of the first men that met the explorers was a shaman and he could not see 
perceive or even recognize the ship that they came on. He literally could not see the ships. This is because it was completely outside of the realm of what the shaman had ever seen or had ever known or perceived of before. Like the ship was there, but the pattern was so foreign to his frame of reference that it made no sense to his conscious recognition. And when you think about it, how often does this happen to us in our lives? I mean, how many times do things happen to us or right in front of us and we unconsciously disallow it as it doesn't make sense to us? Because it's something that we haven't conceived of before. You know, it also makes me think of when I receive images or downloads during my meditations that are so advanced or just so foreign to me that I cannot make sense of it. Like I will see the images or I'll receive information of some kind in some sorts. They might be concepts or technologies or knowings that I have not ever experienced before in this waking state or reality or in my lifetime. It can be really difficult for me to transmit the information or download it or just even understand it because it's just so outside of the realm of, of, of this everyday 3D life that I live, my normal waking state. So what usually happens is it takes some time to integrate. Like I cannot understand it or conceive it. All I can do is just receive the energy of it and let it integrate into my being until it's ready to really formulate and I can conceptually understand it. It also makes me think of perceptions of how things have happened in my past that I have allowed or that I've stayed in simply because I did not have the same level of awareness or perception of my reality like I do now. Like how it is that I have let people hurt me over and over again or walk all over me or treat me a certain way and I stayed. Or how I've perhaps tried to save them in some way. And the reason why I did this, I stayed and tried to save them, to me felt right. To me felt like that was the only way. That's all I knew. And it's simply because in the limiting beliefs that I was perceiving my world through at the time, I thought I had to. I thought it was the right thing to do. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. I thought it was just the way it is. I could not conceive of or think of or take actions any differently from this state like I couldn't leave I thought I had to stay and so everything that I was creating from that perception reflected and stemmed from those limiting beliefs and it wasn't you know me leaving or me choosing not to experience these things required me to have a different way of perceiving and when I look back I see that 
it was there all along. Like both sides, both perceptions were there all along. I was just so stuck in that one perception from my limiting beliefs that I could not see any other way. You know, we can even think of very, very basic example of like how sometimes when I'm driving down a forest service road in the middle of nowhere, I will see a dark log in the distance and then I see and I'm convinced that it's a bear (laughs) because all of my senses are trained and are used to making that perception. And it's not until I'm really close and I kid you not, I, you know, I'll still think it's a bear, even if I'm two meters away, because my mind and thoughts have convinced me that it's a bear. So that's what I see. But then I drive by it and I'm only like half a meter away. And then I realize, oh, shit, it's clearly a log. But you see that the whole time I was experiencing and in a whole separate world where I thought I was looking at a bear. But in reality, it was a log. Or in another world, it was a log. It also makes me think of those uh, like perception exercises that you sometimes see on the internet or on Instagram or Facebook, how you will see a set of stairs and you see those set of stairs, um, I don't know, like being in a certain direction. But then if you stare stare at it for 10 seconds, then all of a sudden your mind flips, your perception flips. And you see those stairs as being in the opposite direction or in a completely different uh, uh, direction. And if you stare at that in that way for 10 seconds, then it flips back down to the original way in which you saw it. It's actually a really great exercise to do. I find whenever I come across these images, I love doing them because I love to see how instantly my perceptions of what's real, my perception of the image can be the complete opposite or completely different way and like then I'll stare at that and see it in that way and be like oh yeah now I see it that's that way now but then it'll flip again it's that changeover of perception that I find so fascinating that um can happen and then you know even if you try to manipulate it too like instead of waiting 10 seconds for it to all of a sudden just flip you can then consciously choose to search for and see it in that different way and kind of do it um, less spontaneously but more consciously I don't know I I find it such a simple but really cool and interesting um, mind expanding or perception expanding tool and I mean you know how often do we do this when it comes to our fearful thoughts right Like where we're convinced that a person hates us or doesn't love us or doesn't choose us or doesn't want to be our friend after, I don't know, an interaction that wasn't clear to us what their intentions were. You know, we assume that they meant this or that they must think this, this and this about us or that they mustn't love us or that they want to spend time, they don't want to spend time with us. You know, we get caught in this loop of fearful thoughts that aren't in fact real or true in actuality. Like these thoughts and perceptions just stem from our own limiting beliefs, not what the other person said or did or haven't said or hasn't done. So then from these own limiting beliefs or thoughts that we've had, we might then take actions from this place or project in some way on these thoughts or feelings that we have from our own limiting beliefs therefore creating a different reality, creating different manifestations. 
And it's a reality or timeline or manifestations that are rooted in the whole time in our fears and limiting beliefs. And that's not sustainable, is it? Okay, so back to our story. So according to the journals, what's even more interesting is that because this indigenous man was a shaman, he was fascinated by this. The fact that he could not recognize the ships, like he was um, interacting with the uh, Spanish that were on the shore, but he could not see, literally see these ships that they were communicating um, to him about. So he squinted and redefined how he saw. And he basically taught himself how to see a pattern of matter that he hadn't ever seen before. So he taught himself how to see the ships on the horizon. Now, the villagers also could not conceive of or perceive or see the ships either, as it too was so outside of the realm of what they have ever known or experienced or seen before. But in only just a couple of days, they too were able to see what was happening on the shores. They learnt through the shaman's experience as he shared what he could now see. And he shared how it is that he chose to challenge how he saw and perceived. And this is called collective resonance. Collective resonance is when there is a felt sense of energy or a rhythm or knowing or intuitive knowing that occurs in a group. So each time a person chooses a new option, then that person becomes an example or a bridge for others to follow the same path or to choose to adopt the same way of perceiving. So the shaman chose to see and perceive in a new way, which then the village benefited from and chose to adopt too. So this is an example of a fractal or a hologram where there is a pattern that is a part of an even greater pattern. And this one change, this one change in perception that occurred, then changed the rest of the greater pattern. It was mirrored throughout the whole or the greater system. So the villages. And this is how it is that even though we can see and experience a reality that we may not prefer, it doesn't mean that you are living in that timeline. So just because you see it and experience it, you don't like it, it doesn't mean that you are actually living in that reality or in that timeline. You see, you can choose to change your perception of it. You can choose to change your perception of anything to focus on the good or the things or the people or events, the examples in your reality, so your everyday lives, that represent the energies that you do prefer. Choosing to see the ways in which what you desire already exists. Just maybe in a different way, in a different example than you're used to seeing what you desire more of. Right? Like, let's just say life feels really chaotic and ungrounding and all you want is peace so you want more ease we may think oh I just wish things at work were a lot more easier now that's really hard to control and manage but what is really easy to control and manage is to choose to see ease 
that exists in other ways in your reality, how it is that it already exists. So, for example, choosing to see more ease in the fact that you didn't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to milk that cow and then churn the milk to make the butter that you put on your toast. So when we do this, this disassembles the notion that we live in just one reality. So by choosing to redirect your focus in this way, it allows you to become a living example of the other kinds of choices and ways of perceiving and seeing this world for others. This way you can show others how to do the same. You're teaching them through being, being the change. It is you changing your own fractal patterns which then is a part of and mirrors throughout the even greater fractal patterns of this reality. So even though we have multiple realities, multiple timelines splitting right now, it doesn't mean that we are all living physically separate from one another. Like we're not all on different physical earths, right? Like others can still see us. They can still interact with us. We are all together still. It's just that we are all living on a different level or a different degree of consciousness. And as you live in a different degree of consciousness, how you perceive events or people or manifestations, it will affect you differently than others. So you experience reality in a different way. So what will happen is, is when you master this, is that you will experience less of the effects of the events and manifestations that you don't prefer. And instead, you will manifest things that energetically align with the reality that you do prefer with the energies you choose to focus more onto. This is what will happen and is happening on an individual scale first, and then it mirrors outwards. And it also explains how it is that we live in different timelines or realities than those who have a different degree or level of consciousness than us. And what's really cool to think about is, is that the more of us with a different degree of consciousness that do this, that actually embody and choose to implement the tools, the more that we change our own perceptions, the more that we choose to change what we focus on, the more that we choose to change our own fractal patterns, well, then the fractal patterns or the hologram of the collective consciousness, the unity consciousness, will also start to slowly change too. So that ultimately, collectively, we will start to slowly manifest a new world. We already are. That's what we're in right now. So in time, the more of us that do this, there will be new timelines, a new way of being. There'll be more conscious children that are born. There'll be more conscious practices. There'll be more conscious businesses, more conscious friendships and relationships, more conscious ideas and inventions. I mean, the list goes on. We are just experiencing the shakeups and breakups of the old and outdated. Individually, we're experiencing this in our own personal lives where things aren't working. I don't know. Maybe relationships are breaking up. Maybe friendships. Maybe jobs are no, more, no longer aligning with us. So that's what's going on in our own personal lives. But we're also experiencing it collectively on a global scale too. 
with all of the climate change events, the wars, the political tensions, the outdated systems like our health systems and monetary systems. These shakeups and breakups and chaos are all serving a purpose. They are shaking us up, prompting us to make different choices, take different actions, to witness, to see, to become more conscious of what was never working, what is no longer working and what wasn't going to work anyway, what is not sustainable, and ultimately what is not in alignment with the underlying energies of love right like things that were had were rooted in fear fear-based energies are now shaking up and breaking up and breaking away so all of this chaos that we're witnessing either in our own lives or what's going on collectively it's serving a purpose it's helping us to become more conscious so that we choose to adopt different perceptions different ways of perceiving and seeing and being conscious in our lives so that we take different actions and as we take different actions and as we adopt new ways of perceiving we're creating a change in the fractal patterns a change in the energetic fractals the holograms that then mirrors outwards into the collective consciousness and as we know this is what creates and manifests physical reality. This is what brings in manifestations, these energetic fractals. It also is what creates lasting, more sustainable change and growth. And the more that others learn to do the same, then the more people we have on board that are contributing to this unity consciousness, that are contributing to this fractal pattern that's now changed, that's more in alignment with love and less in alignment with fear. I really hope, <laughs> I hope that this makes sense to you all. It makes, it makes sense in my head and it makes sense in my heart and how I feel. But anyways, if you enjoyed today's episode, then please make sure to share this episode with anyone you feel intuitively called to share it with at this time. I hope you all have a really awesome week, everybody. Bye. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you liked today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. Oh, this is kind of, I think it's funny. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> there are two types of people in this world. Those who don't know about fractals and those who think that there are two types of people in this world. The joke is a fractal. <laughs>